Today in Security from Wired. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Security news this week. The U.S. tracked journalists reporting on the migrant caravan by Emily Dreyfus. The RSA conference, one of the biggest cybersecurity events of the year, took place in San Francisco this past week. Researchers demonstrated lots of new reasons to freak out about your data security, but they also highlighted new techniques for staying safe. There's the clever new tool that can protect Macs using Apple's video game Logic Engine. And the NSA even made an appearance, revealing an open-source version of a powerful cybersecurity tool that the agency had developed in-house. But of course, even amid good news, hacks and security flaws persisted. Google announced it had found a new zero-day exploit in macOS, dubbed Buggy Cow. It also said it patched a security flaw in Chrome, which reminds us, you should turn on auto-updates wherever you can. An email marketing company exposed some 736 million email addresses. Sign-in kiosks are a security threat you should probably be worrying about more. A new machine learning technique can scan tweets to spot critical security flaws. Oh, and voting machines are still in total disarray. Speaking of stories that won't go away, this week the House freshly probed Cambridge Analytica for the role it played in WikiLeaks' publication of emails that Russian hackers stole from the Democratic National Committee. And the government is still looking for new tech ideas. The Air Force held a pitch day this week looking for new military tech. You also may have seen that Mark Zuckerberg announced he wanted to pivot to privacy with a new platform that would be like Facebook, but private. Wired editor-in-chief Nick Thompson interviewed him about it and then laid out nine questions Zuckerberg still needs to answer. But of course, there's more. Each week we round up all the news we didn't break or cover in depth. Go to Wired.com to read the full stories and stay safe out there. After the migrant caravan, the U.S. Gov tracked journalists and activists. According to documents obtained by the local NBC7 news station in San Diego, the U.S. government has reportedly created a secret database to track journalists, activists, and at least one lawyer. What they had in common was their interest or involvement in the 5,000-person migrant caravan, which traveled from Central America to the U.S. border in Mexico at the end of last year, becoming headline news across the world. According to the station's reporting, the database contained information gathered jointly by the U.S. and Mexican governments and had details like photos, names, dates of birth, social media handles, and whether they had been arrested. In some cases, the report says U.S. authorities placed restrictions on people's passports as a result of their inclusion in the database. Prior to the revelation, activists and journalists who covered the issues at the border had reported being targeted by border security officials. NBC7 found the names of those who had reported such treatment in the secret database. 
The news station reports that a Homeland Security source leaked the documents to NBC7 on the condition of anonymity. The source told NBC7 that officials created separate dossiers on each person in the database. A spokesperson for Homeland Security disputed that part of the report, but did not comment further. Chelsea Manning jailed for refusing to testify against Julian Assange. Whistleblower Chelsea Manning, who was released from prison in 2017 after serving seven years on charges of violating the Espionage Act, is back in jail, according to NPR News. The government took her into custody Friday after she refused to comply with a subpoena to testify in front of grand jury against WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. WikiLeaks, famously, is where Manning published the documents she stole from the U.S. military when she was an army private. At the time, the exposure of those files gave Assange a reputation as a freedom fighter and a champion of government transparency. That was then. Now he is seen as a decidedly less idealistic figure, reportedly raging around the Ecuadorian embassy in London, where he's lived since 2012. Apparently, Manning's testimony is wanted now to probe Assange's reported role in the DNC leak, though the details of the case are under seal. Why is JI32K7AU4A83 such a common password? This story from Gizmodo is delightful. It also just goes to show how hard it is to get passwords right. The above string of numbers look like a pretty random and strong password, right? Then why, wondered software engineer Robert O, does it show up so often in breaches listed by the site Have I Been Pawned? The answer has to do with Mandarin and a phonetic keyboard that translates from that language to English. Just read the whole story, then get a password manager, because your smart passwords aren't as clever as you think. The FBI impersonated a pedophile on social media. Forbes reports that the FBI is undertaking a sting operation to ferret out pedophiles online, taking over the social media accounts of known pedophiles in order to find out who they share illegal content with. In the case detailed by Forbes, the FBI got a search warrant to commandeer the Instagram and Kick accounts of a suspected pedophile. An agent then used those accounts for 18 months, letting child exploitation material spread whilst he tried to catch other criminals, according to the report. The account holder pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 48 months in prison for sharing and creating child pornography, after which the FBI convinced him to let them take over his accounts. The NSA may be shutting down its phone spying program. Six years after former security contractor Edward Snowden leaked the existence of a massive NSA spying operation started in response to the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center in 2001, the program may reportedly be coming to an end. According to what the National Security Advisor to Republican House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy told the Lawfare podcast, the program hasn't been operational for six months. The New York Times reports that the Trump administration might not try to get Congress to renew it when its legal authority expires later this year. Though Snowden's revelation prompted a new era of skepticism about government surveillance, the program may be ending not because of outrage, but because the way people communicate has changed. Encrypted messaging and other services may have supplanted the role that phone calls once played in planning illegal activity. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.